Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. On this episode, we cover what's going on in South Carolina. The Murdoch family, it seems like they're up to no good, specifically specifically the father. However, when we recorded this episode, the breaking news had not yet come out. So we have a small update before we start the show. How often does this happen? Every week, but But in this this case... this time, we caught it just before we we, put out side stories. We're like, fuck this. We're going to at least talk about it real quick because a breaking news item came out about the Murdoch family. um, And we just wanted to say we were vaguely correct. Kind of. Uh, Right. Alec we'll Murdoch, he arranged for a man to try to kill him in a conspiracy to collect the $10 million life insurance for his surviving son. For his surviving son. For those of you that don't know the full Murdoch family murder mystery saga we've, topic, we've been talking about for the last several weeks, listen to last week's episode where we do a bit of a breakdown. Go look it up. It is a twisty and turny series of it's t- weird. It's a twisty and turny series of events, but it, we were vaguely correct. So, a man by the name of Curtis Edward Smith. He has now been charged with assisted suicide, insurance fraud, and several other counts in the September 4th shooting of Alex Murdoch. But why so, did he wing him? Why didn't he actually kill him? I don't think Do you that think he, he wanted up? I think that Alex didn't want to die. I think that he probably followed orders absolutely correct do i think you, this entire but how thing, would he get the life insurance if he didn't die oh my god mr zabrowski i can't put my brain in the in the brain of that big south carolina billionaire buffoon he's oh. all hopped up on meds god knows what the guy was thinking you guys between his weight and your height you guys displace the same amount of water if i put you in a bathtub when it comes <laughs> down to it you should be able to know what big red is thinking but yes man apparently uh. whoever this guy was hired Whoever this guy was that was hired, he's 61 years fun, and he is one of these guys that seemed to be he didn't do the job completely, maybe because I you guess. get what you pay for. You're looking at him, yeah. he's looking like a grizzled he, a grizzled assassin. He looks a little bit like one of uh, the Randy uh, he, uh, cousin. Uh, Randy Quaid. He looks a little bit like Randy Quaid. Yeah, he Quaid, does look like a prospector but, who didn't find anything. <laughs> well, he definitely didn't do his job properly, if... Murdoch was supposed to die at all. So interestingly enough, in this case, in a strange, I guess this is Alex Murdoch again, the man who's suspected of killing his other son and his wife. I think this is technically him being nice in a way trying to get his son $10 million. But does his kid even need any more money? No, I feel like this family is the definition of the sentence. Money is the root of all evil. Truly, these guys are cruising for a bruising. And not <sighs> only was he uh, not only was this man charged with the attempted murder of Alec Murdoch, he also was charged with um, no surprise distribution of methamphetamine and possession of marijuana, which he honestly of all of the crimes there. Take those drugs off there. I, you know, what's so sad about this is, again, we have two people dead. We have this Alex Murdoch guy grazed in the head. But the only person that has been arrested is Curtis Edward Smith, the man who was uh, bribed to attempt to kill Alex Murdoch, which, again, just shows you how much power and money these folks have, because this is the only dude to be charged. Yeah, dude. Also, Murdoch had represented Smith several times in the past for various charges. Oh, my God. So he's an old client. uh, And now they're saying Murdoch is depressed and he's suicidal. And what they're doing is what we are going to, you're going to hear us talk on this episode and and hear us uh, do our armchair detective work about what actually happened uh, and what's going on here. But 
they are now doing the thing that we said that they should have done in the beginning with now they're leaning on the pill addiction they're of saying course. like how would he know how did he put all this together oh he's just he's oh, it's the pills it's the pills damn it well all right everyone enjoy this episode of side stories there's no place to escape to this is the last on the left side stories yeah, your that's when the cannibalism started Side stories. <laughs> yes. We're gonna start today on a more somber note, which we don't we don't normally do. I don't even know how to do it, to be honest with you. So no. it's not really gonna be that somber because we're no. not even I think we were making jokes at Kevin's funeral while it was happening. So, you know, we can only handle so much sadness. That is, Otherwise, I, I, our comedy has to be like, and now I feel insecure and I better come out with something. Honestly, I get a <laughs> antibody shot against feelings every January. And so about now is when it really starts to wear down, you know? Um, of course. But, uh, we need to st- at least mention and, and give... A shout out to Norm McDonald. He's the uh, goat, the legend, the man, the myth. The single best comedian of this generation, of of this group. Uh, We, the Kissel and I, we are pale shadows. I've stolen. I'm not going to say I've, I'm, I'm not saying I've stolen his entire persona, but I've looked at it and I've said, Ooh, I'll have some of that, please. Because he was so freaking charming and so incredible. I'm sure that most of you know now he died at 61 years old because of cancer. So you never know what people are going through. And so we remember that apparently he had cancer for 10 years and no one knew. So we didn't know, man. And when it comes down to it, uh, there's nobody who's going to replace Norm MacDonald. No. Uh, and we just want to say uh, wherever you are, I hope that there is a casino. Absolutely. Honestly. I hope there's a casino for you, Norm, and I can't wait to see you at the great casino in the sky. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. It yes. is so insane. You never know what folks are going through. Send them some love. We say it all the time, but really do it. A little text, a little meme. Show them a picture of your butt crack. I mean, who cares what you send a good Honestly, friend as long as it makes them smile a little bit? We'd rather the picture of the butt crack. Sure, why Send not? a picture of your butt crack to a friend of yours, somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. This is a good time to do it. We're coming <laughs> out of the fucking pandemic or whatever it is, going in and out of this kind of bullshit. This is a good time to re-up with all of the people that are still alive. Absolutely. And what a strange world it is. One of the things that happens when someone dies. I know Norm wasn't the youngest, but he's certainly under the average age of death. And in my opinion, yes. he's still a baby. 61 is 61. young for to be dead. It is old to be alive. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Great. Great way to put that, Henry. Bob Dole outlived oh, Norm McDonald. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Not that well, I he's care just, if Bob is alive he's or not. I hope he's in a fine, body but- right now. You know what I mean? Like, he's not Ugh. really alive, whatever Bob is Dole's doing. Bob Dole, he posted something on Twitter, and he better do an impression of Norm, because wouldn't that be funny if Bob tries to do an impression of Norm? Now, wouldn't that no, be No, man, I think it would be like the fucking Nazi at the end of the Indiana Jones movie, where he's just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, get him off camera, get him off camera. Uh, but we well, want to start today with a little bit of an update. I am, I'm so excited by this story, the Murdoch family murder mystery that we have been, we covered a little bit last week, a little yes, bit of we detail. Uh, but honestly, the emails that we got back from some of our South Carolina listeners are Ooh. very compelling. Yes. And I'll tell you what, they're all redacted. Each person that emailed us, which is really true, they sent 
a fairly juicy email, juicy. piece by piece, truly. And then I would get a follow-up email being like, hey, on second thought, please don't read this. Yeah. And so whatever's going on in South Carolina, people are truly afraid of the Murdoch family their just even their reputation Absolutely. their abilities to trash your life apparently they really do they can do that they can really reach out and touch somebody if they want Ooh, to yuck. which is very interesting but there has been an update in the news according to fitz news fitz news is like the location for murdoch family mm -hmm. uh, updates and like if all you the are current a, information if you're the local reporter for fitz news this is like this is your time to become uh, in cold blood. This is your human, this is your Truman Capote moment. It's happened in your own backyard. You don't even have to charter a plane or get on a bus to go investigate what's going on in South Carolina. I would actually and strongly discourage you to go to, I would, don't go to South Carolina. Well, if you're a reporter, you've got to go boots on the ground. You can't be but, like one of these corporate cuck reporters that just follows whatever uh, the big corporate shills tell them to say. But I want to say this when it comes to the emails. Thank you so much for sending those. And we oh, won't yes. be reading those because, yes, as Henry said, everyone was like, and second of thought, my mom lives near one of their friends. And we are a bit concerned that they have so much power like, and reach. They're so scared of their web, dude. I can't it's believe it. I was like, and I guess the, but they're not going to come for us, I guess, because we're Hollywood elites or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we're not there. We're not in South Carolina. But honestly, the 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 tension that I got in the emails was palpable. It is insane. It's they look like the family from like the Hills Have Eyes. But if the Hills Have Eyes, if that family won the lottery, but they also <laughs> have no idea how to spend the money or how to be really classy or how to my treat mutant lottery dream home. <laughs> what I need is a ravine I can fuck my daughter in. Well, oh, that's gonna that's really bump up good. the square footage. <laughs> Yes, um, it is. But Fitznews.com, that's F-I-T-S-N-E-W-S.com. They uh they have the newest update that actually came out today, which is so what we know about Alec Murdoch, the last time we saw him, he is now in the hospital, right? He was in the hospital for getting a superficial head wound treated from the these vandals, these men that came and shot him in the head, and he didn't know them. He must have been some kind of Asian. I think he said that several times, and now he's in rehab for pills. We know that. But according to Fitz News, they have found the knife that was used to slash Alec Murdoch's tire that he okay, was great. investigating, right? So this should bring us closer to the people who murdered his son and daughter. I mean, whoever owns this knife, this is a pretty big piece of evidence, I would say. It is, so it who is. does it belong to, Henry? It's uh, it's pointed towards Alec Murdoch himself. What? Whoa, We're going to find whoa. out if this is real or not. <laughs> no but the truth shit. Is, it seems like he might have set this up on his own because when it comes down to it, this storyline doesn't make any fucking sense. So you no. mean to tell me he was driving down a road with a slash tire. Now, there's a that difference between a, which of course that he slashed, but let's just say that he didn't slash his own tire. Sure. Hey, you, you've driven with a flat before. But yes, a, I did. A, normally a flat takes a while for it to express itself. Normally it's a leak, the object is stuck inside, something like that. Oh it takes a long time for the <laughs> fucking knuckles <laughs> deep. But sometimes the we're we are nine years old. Yes. Yep. That's right. Uh, but we'll never get to Norm's level. We're no, never no. gonna get there. Uh but when the people you drive with an open slashed tire. 
I don't right. think it's the same. I feel like normally no. when you get a flat, it slowly com- decompresses. Nail or something like that. Maybe you and all of a sudden you hear the when you're driving. But this shit, so you have a slashed open tire that you drove in. So he was like, oh, something's wrong with my tire. And then he got out to investigate it. And that's when he got shot, which I think is absolute horseshit. He did the whole thing. Right there. Well, you mentioned Henry as well. Also, when I got my flat tire, that was the worst day of my life. Jerry had ran away. I'm searching yes. for him on the sidewalk. Yes. All of a sudden, my tire gets flat. I had something else horrible happen. I was like, I am living a freaking country song right now. But what definitely points me in the direction that he was the one who did all of this and there was no third person, a miss, a man with one arm or perhaps one testicle. It was the one nut man. We could be. But the thing is, as we just talked about, with how horrified everyone was to even email us, if somebody shot this dude in the head, I have a feeling they would find out who did it. So now right? people, people Magazine has been talking about like the gunshot wound. And as we talked about last week, like seems a little fishy. Seems like they didn't do a great job. Horrible hit, man. But. Alex has taken to email to say it was not a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It certainly was not, and I can tell you that for certain because I was the guy who got shot. And according to NP Strategy in Columbia, which, you know, every time your family gets killed and then you've been shot on the side of the road and then you find out there's a knife that was Mm. used to gash a tire open that happened to belong to you, you're going to want to get a strategy company from Columbia. So it's important to always think about the optics in this scenario. You don't want to think about like really trying to find the killer. It's all about making sure that if you got good, because look at these pictures of Alec Murdoch. To be honest, he Mm. needs a stylist. Uh, he needs a lot, uh, including oh, talking his about, family. He's back. got he's got suspender voice. He's the type of man. I when it comes down to it, I feel like you gotta hit seventy before you could start wearing suspenders. Um, I think yeah, I think suspenders are a lot like diapers. Uh, from zero to two, super cute, and then Unless again from steampunk. about eighty to eighty-two, then you can. Unless start you're wearing a steampunk person, or you are a sexy woman doing a penguin cosplay. Oh, right. So according to Amanda Loveday, a spokesperson for Murdoch, <laughs> no, she down. says uh, there, has my been, thoughts. there has been some mis- in, uh, there has been some misreported about Alex Murdoch and his shooting on September 4th. So we wanted to clear that up with a number of facts for the day. Um, so then this is an entire breakdown, according to the spokesperson. She says after the shooting, Alex had an entry and exit wound. His skull was fractured and it was not a self-inflicted bullet wound. They go on to say Alex pulled over after seeing a low tire indicator light. A male driver in a blue pickup truck asked him if he had car troubles. As soon as Alex replied, he was shot. What am I so doing? There you go. What are you doing? What am I doing here? Looks like you're jerking off the air. Yeah. yeah yep. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Cause that's what he's fucking doing with this bullshit story. It's absolute garbage. He's a total fucking liar. He did it to himself. He definitely shot himself in the head. Uh, and he made up this story. There was no other pickup truck. You that can't drive nice- in a slash tire for a very, like, he didn't need, I'm pulling my headphones out. He didn't even need the tire indicator light to go off <laughs> if you have a <laughs> slash <laughs> oh, yeah, tire. Oh, there's no light that says my tire is flat, though. Everything must be fine. It's like when someone drives into the lake because they're, um because their Google Maps told them that that was the right road to go on. Well, and they it's end up on in the, lake the map. Like, I don't it's- know. It didn't say to go left or right. It went right through the lake. And that's what I guess what happens. I should have put I should have clicked avoid suicide when I was looking for the map. But this man is a prime example of just be careful what you wish for. You know, you look at home alone. What a cute story that was. 
He says, mm-hmm. oh, I wish my parents weren't here. They didn't die, though. They just went on a plane. They forgot Kevin, right? And then, of course, there was a home invasion. And theoretically, that's a horror movie. And I love that movie with all my heart. And in real life, those burglars gone. probably would have pinned Kevin down and, like, fiddled with him a bunch and then left his body there. Uh, it would have been a new reason to call them the Wet Bandits. Mm. Yeah, it would have been disgusting. Um, but, of course, thank you for Micro Machines, Michael Jordan posters, and all the things that Kevin utilized to beat off those two horrible, horrible intruders. When it comes to this man wishing his family away, which is obviously what he did, um, I think at this point he would prefer if they were just back because it seems like mm. every single thing he he's wants done, a mulligan is what you're I saying. Think he wants one mulligan because every single Henry and I were talking before the show, obviously the man is addicted to pain kills, uh, pain pills and a whole series of different. Pills. Yeah. He's not thinking correct. He's not, he is but, not uh, in line with reality. He's not thinking correct, Henry, but I think it's safe to say he is thinking like he is just sitting there. Oh, he's stewing just like he's how scheming. What do I do now? What do I do? No, Murdoch, he's big living, dog, big red, big dog. He's what are you fucking do? doing his fucking bullshit. He's in his uncut gem shit. He's in the end of Goodfellas where he's seeing the black helicopters everywhere, but he sent the helicopters. All oh you had to not gosh. do was kill your family. Technically, you should have leaned on the pill addiction. If you're dealing, <laughs> if you're already covering up an embezzlement, you should just di- like throw yourself into rehab. Do the thing. Look at Robert Downey Jr. Sure. Remember Robert Downey a, Jr. was breaking into people's homes and shit and like his, wandering around L.A. And now he's now he's a beloved. But, you know, the difference is Robert Downey Jr. found love. She got him nice and sober. She did. She's alive. They're still together. He, because he didn't kill her. Yeah. Not it yet. seems as if that actually he will not. Not yet. He, I don't know. The actors are unpredictable. You also can't are, trust an actor. Well, they are unpredictable. I think about think this. Like, how many people like, well, I love John Mulaney's comedy. Everybody came up with this idea that he's just some like he's some guy. And then all of a sudden that now everybody's mad that he like left his family and shit. When it came down to it, you were the one who had this idea that he was some fake good boy where he was just a normal man. He's he was just, just a man a who's got the same who struggles with the with money and, and drugs and all this kind of shit. But he but you lean on the rehab. Yes, indeed, you do. So it looks like Murdoch is a Murdoch. It looks like as things continue to uh, definitely spiral out of control for this man. Yes, for him, yeah. At some point, hopefully, by next week's episode, fingers crossed, we will have an actual answer because I doubt it, man. Sled is doing shit. They're not doing anything. South Carolina is not going to be doing anything. I think they're going to try to cover this up as much as humanly possible. I wonder if this gets all the way to to ham and biscuits. Lindsey Graham, y'all. Does this get all the way? I mean, is is that how powerful this? I mean, if they're that powerful, how big is freaking South Carolina? Like, well, think about how Lindsey Graham has a team of gay sex workers that all keep his secrets for him. Yeah. And all of these people that keep these secrets for him. South Carolina is a place where people, that's where the swamp is, friend. After you go down there, you the go swamp. down there, on there, down by the creek, and anything can happen. Oh you get my down there, God. you see you two politicians see blowing each other out there, and when it comes down to it, you should be doing it on the street and encouraging it. You can just see Alex Murdoch and Lindsey Graham sharing each other's eyes as they uh, uh, share uh, hopefully a person of age. But I hope God it's a person of age. Just be 18. Way. That's all. Just, just make them 18. Yeah, um, right. So we'll keep this you up to date a, on what's going on with all that. We will. We will. Now, this story, I love this story. You know why? You because love it? Are you sure you want to say you love I don't know what story you're going to go with, but are you sure you want to say you love this story? I love this story because okay. this story is, I mean, it's right on the, it's right on the money. Uh, Spanish Bishop. So this is a, the, <laughs> this head is, of, this okay, is this one, I guess you're allowed to love this one. That's true. I love this one. He's a Bishop for the Catholic church. He quit 
for his love Aww. of satanic erotica. Now, of course he did, <laughs> because he's Roman Catholic. And Roman Catholicism is, again, it's a pipeline to Satanism. It's, it's the darkest, fo- it's the darkest um, rhetoric of any religion, I think, a mainstream religion. They really go there. They really go there, and it's so naughty to think any private thought, you know what I mean? Like, like God is the ultimate surveillance program. He is up in every one of the, every single image you have in your mind. He scans. So every time you got a hard on, guess what? You what? give God a hard on too. Oh, now, wow. I love to think about that. But the, you know what this comes down to? This is also the story of Thornbirds, because he didn't just fall in love with porn. He fell in love with the woman who wrote the porn. Now, this was in 2010. At the age of 41, this guy, he became the the youngest bishop in Solsona. Now, this is in Spain, right? This guy, Mm. whoever this fucking guy is, I mean, who gives a shit about Xavier Novell? But when it comes down to it, I'm glad that he had the transformation because he backed uh, conversion therapy. Yeah, he's a real scumbag uh, was, on that. He was skip, total scumbag. He he carried out exorcisms, which is really interesting. But they loved him. He was a rising star in the Catholic Church. <laughs> they absolutely loved him. Um, but apparently he fell for this person, Sylvia, Sylvia Carvajal. He was oh, a psychologist and erotic novelist, of course. Ooh, did. do you know, much like uh, much like uh, Stacey Abrams, she could write some good smut. Did you, uh, one of the titles here of the book, I mean, I get it, man. If you're a horned up dude, you oh, tend yeah. to love spiritualism and sort of maybe cryptic kind of verbiage. If you want to mix that into your sex play. I mean, I never did it, but I'm assuming having sex in a Catholic church, like on the main podium with, a, oh, with the saint's yeah. bow and all that, you could probably get so pretty, some charged. steamy stuff in there. But apparently one of the titles of the book that really got him was The Hell of Gabriel's Lust. Yeah. Which dude. was the, uh, and the trilogy, Amnesia. 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 And apparently in the blurb for one of her works, the reader is promised a journey into sadism, madness, mm. and lust, and a struggle between good and evil. Now, this is so interesting because I do think it falls in line with the way a bishop could view his life. So in these books, what it seems to me, it sounds like, Priests are getting their dick sucked. And at some point, he put himself in those little, like, elf shoes that priests wear over in Europe. And he saw himself being like, what if I could get blown? And then he did what any other red-blooded man in 2021 does when he likes a person's work. He slid into her DMs. Oh, He sent her an email saying, hey, we should get together. And then guess what, man? A couple of fucking siestas later... A couple of plates of paella, and and, and all of a sudden, he has fallen in love with this woman, and this is what he says. This is his quote. I have fallen in love, and I want to do things properly. It's just incredible that he did, right? Look at that, I guess, in a way, all right? Because now we're talking again about the celibacy within the Catholic Church. Um, Xavier Novell admitted earlier in his youth he had fallen in love with an 18-year-old girl. Uh-oh. And he had wanted to marry and have children before deciding on a different path. But now this fucker is going to maybe come once, and what that will actually do, it might clear out some space for him to have a human fucking thought. I believe they've been together for a little while now, my yeah, understanding. Man. So good for them. And I think he is still, unfortunately, pro-gay conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that so hasn't you know, helped. That, that, uh, she needs Maybe. to now fucking do the Liz Estrada thing where you got to take that pussy back and be like, you need to change your shit. Or yeah. you ain't going to get none of these. Hoes. Absolutely. We'll never, yeah, let, women. never let an institution stop you from finding love. And dare I say Catholic Church, you want to get rid of all the uh, disgusting habits of your priests. 
Let them Maybe fuck. let them find love. Yes, that might help. Live from your grave. All right. Well, speaking of finding love, this man, uh, well, I don't even think he was looking for it. And this was the story I was concerned that Henry said, uh, was saying that he loved. Hmm. Because this story is, um, it's disgusting. Because I don't even know how you get come inside of a syringe. But nonetheless, there's this dude. You pull it. Yeah. He looks you like someone. You pull it someone, and then use a funnel, I think. He looks like someone who's like a plumber, but he only wants to plumb toilets that are absolutely devastated after juggalo concerts it looks like he loves the job of plumbing he looks like someone who is very strong and very stern he's a 53 year old dude evidently he was filling syringes full of semen and then he was injecting them into women this was in maryland butts yeah it's not good butts Um, well we covered this story last year we did end up covering this story because this happened in 2020 in February, and I seem to remember this, this butt stabber, and now he has finally been sentenced to finally, 10 years. Se- finally sentenced. Uh, he is sentenced to 10 years, as Henry said. Um, apparently, he was possibly going to be sentenced to uh, 25 years, yes. uh, but a judge suspended all of it, uh, but the 10 years. Um, so yeah, be careful out there in New York. There was also a situation occurring where there was a butt slasher at one point. I don't know if we have to start selling like underwear that has like steel plates on the bottom so that people can't be slashing butts. I don't know what to do about this situation because these people are rogue individuals. And I can't imagine if this guy did have any friends, he doesn't look like he did. No, I can't imagine he like sent them a text and be like, guess what I'm up to? And then a little squeak, image. Squeak, squeak, yeah. squeak, Yeah. They'd be <laughs> I like, well, I don't know, man. Well, do you, buddy. I guess we're almost in quarantine. So do you. I look at this guy and I wonder, number one, where do you get this idea from? Is this an internet thing? You know how these adults are with internets. You know, because oh, and, and number two, again, how much cum did he have to put into a syringe to fill it? How much did he have to come and set it up? But, but then I, also, I, don't you have to do it fairly quickly because it doesn't come dry? And then you just got a bunch of dust in there. And then I don't, whatever. It really can. But I, I'm going to maybe, sub, let me submit this idea. We do have some listeners over 50. So to those of you that are normal, I apologize. But when it comes down to it is I think when you hit 50, you should take some form of test that says, should you be allowed on the internet? (laughs) Let's take a look at what you think, like just kind of a litmus test of how you react to certain things, right? Because Q still rides basically on the backs of 50-year-olds on the internet. I was in Vegas last weekend, and it's a hodgepodge of humanity, but there were stuff. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And sometimes you overhear things at a bar. And uh, it some alternative thoughts. Well, I was speaking with one of my favorite bartenders. She's now retired. She's done on Monday. But I didn't realize she started going in, right? Because she gets her sources. And so she started going in. She's doing independent research. She believes that Trump is still in office, and there was a whole bunch of different kinds of things. He's not, though, but he would be on TV and stuff. Like, he's not. He would be being president. But there was a lot. She also was like, that's all Antifa, like all the, anyway, it doesn't matter. But Antifa doesn't even have be, like a building where they, Antifa is technically a concept that they can anybody get, can say what it is. People can get very confused and it's unfortunate. Yes. So according to uh, police, Katie Peters, she was stabbed um, or poked, I suppose, rather, by this syringe full of semen. This is what she told the police. She said she was stabbed and then she looked at him and she was like, did you, uh, did you just touch me with a lit cigarette? And then he replied, yeah, it felt like a bee sting, didn't it? 
Yeah, and it's fucked up, man. That fucks me. So, it fucks me up. There's no reason anyway. for this. You don't need to have a catchphrase no. while doing it. That definitely makes it worse. I just, again, man, check in on your 50-year-olds. See if they've got uh, hobbies, you know, like healthy hobbies. Yeah. Even if it's just reading the post. You know, sure, like the post is good. It's yeah. you know the post it's good. It's good and conservative on one edge because it can make you laugh at a bunch of cruel stuff, but also at the same time it can just give them the sports section. They can stay in the sports. Get the sports section. So the cops were immediately on this. They were like, "We have ourselves a massive bandit." Um. So a few days later, he was identified. He was pulled over by police, and when pulled over. They found a syringe in his vehicle, and he was also in the possession of another syringe, both of them containing semen. So this mm. was, this was a, he was a serial semen, semener. And, yes. Uh, it's not good, and I have no idea, maybe someone in the psychology uh, world can tell us, LP, uh, what is our email? L-P-O-T-L-A-G-L. Side stories, L-P-O-T-L, Jesus Christ, oh my God. Side stories, L-P-O-T-L at gmail.com. Let us know. I mean, obviously, it's a power move. And the dude is like trying to assert his unbelievable male dominance. Ugh. And uh, yeah, it's just disgusting. So anyway, also punch him in the freaking face. Yeah, yeah, man. Fucking attack yeah. him. That's what Natalie said. She, she was like, if that had ever fucking happened to me, I would kill him with my bare hands. And I was oh, like, yeah, I a, guarantee. It would be a scene out of, uh, that would be straight up Natalie. What did you just do to me? That would be straight out of Kill Bill. Oh, she, it would be so much blood. She the high kicks ham. alone. Hopefully she'd be wearing heels. And then, oh the high, my and then God. you can just right in the freaking right in the whap, eye. Whap. Anyway. Um speaking of whap, 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 you know there's another cereal There's another cereal egger that's happening. Uh, wait, this what? is in Georgetown. There's another cereal egger. Um, there's a copycat. There's another copycat person another copycat person hitting people with eggs. This is in Georgetown, uh by, right outside of Georgetown University. This I might blame on students. Um, we did get mm. one heavily fabricated Chicago scrambler email. Um, I appreciate the creativity, <laughs> but to be honest, it wasn't mysterious enough for us to read it on air. Uh, you this know, is I feel like I'm sorry. I'm not going to give the second egger any any no. attention. You're not the goat. You're not the original one. So, yeah, now you're just a copycat you. egg thrower. That doesn't really ring true. You need to figure out something out. Maybe you start throwing raspberries at somebody or grapes. Anything that explodes would work as well. You know, like a fruit of some kind. Water balloons are too classic. You're not making the news with that. Mm, but you yeah, cannot. water balloons. The eggs are off the table. I'm sorry. Do you remember the guy in Toronto that would dump uh, buckets of shit that he used to take <laughs> from the porter potties on people? There's that one. You every, can do that every day. Every day I think about that, and I'm just so happy to be reminded of that. And what about getting whizzed, like cheese whizzed? Oh yeah, getting whizzed. That could be kind of thin. Cool, a bunch man. of nacho cheese in a super soaker. Do they still sell super soakers? Oh yeah, buddy. They're better than ever. I'm honestly that's these a good kids investment. have it way too good. I've said that before. I mean, yeah, they can't go to school or anything, but these kids yeah, have yeah, it yeah, too there's good. There's no job market for them. No. And you know, in the world, the world is burning down and the temperatures are flying over. That's fine. It doesn't matter. But honestly, super soaker filled with watered down nacho cheese. Yeah. I mean, I could see that working pretty well because the goal is to just agitate ever so. Yes. So you and you you know and. and yeah, not hurt. To. You're not trying to hurt. You're not trying to get be guilty of a crime because you notice the Chicago Scrambler still has not been charged with a crime. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's just like if you're driving down Avenue of Americas in New York City, you got everyone in their suits. They're all ho hum, ho hum, going to work, going to work, kind of depressed. Oh, I don't really like my wife. Oh man, I wish, I wish I could have sex with that Instagram model I've been DMing, but she doesn't seem to get back to me. Cover them in cheese whiz. It's just going to be slightly annoying for them. And hey, man, and it gets it out of your system. Yeah, it gets it out of your system without killing a bunch of people. Which I think is really important. I think there's so many ways to, I am totally all about societal mayhem. If you're going to do a little bit of it, the whole point is to sprinkle it in, teach people a lesson, make them question their reality. Very similar to the Somerset Gimp Man. Now, what is going on here in Somerset? This is, uh, this happened. There was in 2019, there was a series of sightings of a masked man in Claverham. He, uh, in a full Gimp Outfit. You know, right? I'm looking at the pictures of him. He looks good in a gimp suit. He's, he's got looking a tight thin. Bod. He's like, yeah, he's thin. He's fit. Um, I like the eyes with the little X's on him. It's a horrifying suit if you saw it hanging. If you saw it like at the end of your bed as you were waking up slightly and you're like, I think I'm in sleep paralysis. But then you realize it's not sleep paralysis and it's actually a gimp. I wanted to wear one. I wanted to get one as a gag gift. You do have your, I mean, it's not a gimp suit, but you do have that one like, that moth outfit or that moth. Don't you have, you have like some yes. bat I have thing a, or something. I have a bat costume and I like morph suits. I think they're fun, right? Yeah. I would. I wanted a gimp suit, but they're like fucking $400. Well, that's just a little bit too pricey. They're really expensive. Like but in 2019, uh, so he popped out of a bush uh, there were people late at night walking and he popped out of a bush and they said they didn't like him because he was like fiddling with his dick of balls, like grunting and breathing heavy. So he was having yeah. fun, whatever. Right? No, it's not good. People got mad at him. All right. But the, but the cops went looking for him and they couldn't find him because he was wearing a gimp suit and all he had to do was unzip it. And then he was out. And then right. cut to, I believe, two weeks ago. He's back, baby. He's wow. out there. And I tell you what, these families are, they are shattered by it because they're all like this one poor family, this one poor mother says, I've got older children and even more kids of saying, it's a gift man again. They're really freaked out by it, but it could be anyone. And I want to come from a practical point of view and do something to help people feel safer. Now, I'm not too bothered to walk around on my own, but it freaks my children out. And I want them to feel safer. Oh, the uh, the picture of the town makes it look like it's like a hummel. It looks like it should belongs in a snow globe. It's like the it cutest looks like little it town. needs a gimp man. I don't know. No town needs a gimp man, but that's every town has. Like we talked about uh, in my hometown, there was a fellow who would have sex with cats. We all knew it. He's, He's a still character. There. He's a character. Does it's he a part need of the to town tapestry. I don't it, know. Yeah, so the Gimp Man, as far as we know, again, we, we, I won't believe he's touched anyone. I think he's just creeping people out, kind of no, like No, he grabs it, he's taking balls, and he goes, hur, 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 hur. and I guess I know that that's bad. I know that there are people immediately going to be mad that I said that it's fine or that it's like it's fun. But I also think that it's better that he doesn't honk your breasts, right? Yeah. It's better that he doesn't grab it. You or stick a, a syringe of semen inside of you. So sure. I guess in a way, I guess because I had... I had at least two people masturbate at me in New York. And in a way, it felt like so much more of a compliment. 
Yeah, you want to say that, huh? You like that? Yeah, you. Like I do. That? I'm not all the time, but yeah, it's the I way I kind of roll you it around in my that. head. I remember you sort of being traumatized afterwards. I remember no, you just but like then it just kind of time of the subway, and then this person was jerking off at me, and it was kind of strange because he didn't even give you a movie role or anything. You know what's interesting about trauma and like the little the little things, the little traumas, like especially mm-hmm. like living in New York and how it happens every, every you day. know five days or so. There's like a yeah. micro trauma that happens oh, to you. Oh yeah, ma- it's macro, like, macro trauma. Yeah, the, the yeah but you see, trauma, I call yeah. it micro because you know it's like sometimes in my mind, imagine I sometimes imagine my life is like two big lumps of ice cream, and then we're at, we're at a cold stone, and those micro traumas, you just kind of fold them in, so you don't really taste them after a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just kind of mash them all together, and then it just becomes a it just becomes the fabric that is the background of my mind. Yes, indeed, but don't forget you can still get sick from them. So be very careful. And dare I say, <laughs> put a couple <laughs> of sprinkles of cherry. Put a put a couple of sprinkles of those little. I call them sugar sugar uh, um, sugar cylinders. We remember when cylinders. you the, the first time you the, as the clot moved closer to the center of your brain. Rise <laughs> from your grave. All right, so let's move on. When it comes to we talk about this because we try to be fair. As human we, beings, we, if we're fair and balanced. We are. We try to be as fair as possible. And we know police have hard jobs. And one of the most difficult thing a police officer has to do with his unit is a standoff. Because you get all hungry and then you're like, where's the coffee? And you're then talking about a stakeout? No, I'm talking a about a standoff. Oh, you, the stakeout is where you get hungry. Well, I think you could also get hungry during an armed standoff, depending on I'm how hungry long now. it lasts. Well, of course, you're constantly hungry. But this woman, she said, look at these officers, hunks with junk. That's their guns. And she said, there's an armed standoff going on. So let me bring a little bit of levity to it. So you mean to tell me they were like outside of the standoff? Like they were outside and someone had barricaded themselves inside of a house? Well, is that how it is? The officers were involved in an armed standoff with a teenager. And that's when Jessica Smith, she's 28 years young and she's quite cute. She drove past several patrol cars. Well, behind the wheel of a golf cart. Okay. Now, Smith said, oh, I don't care because they're like, get out of here, ma'am. This is the middle of an armed standoff. She said, I don't really care. She's butt-ass naked. Whoa, Smith she was she re- naked? <laughs> yeah. That's Smith cool. Smith says she refused to exit the golf cart. She was assisted out and handcuffed around 12.05 a.m. Believe it or not, she did smell like alcohol. Mm, and it what? Was found, and yeah. according to the mugshot, it did look like she might have also may have smoked a little bit. And or she was just also very, very, very intoxicated. Or she's just having a good time trying to I love her. end an armed standoff. And what I love her, way man. to do it is through some boobies. So the complaint lists Smith's home address as the resident uh, in she's in she's in Massachusetts. And Smith's parents own a home about a mile away from where she was arrested. Investigators allege that Smith's naked antics, quote, put multiple deputies at risk for potential of getting shot at. Oh, yeah, because she was like a distraction, like this was Ocean's 12. I guess so. But I also feel like if I'm in a standoff and I'm a teenager, let's assume it's a teenage boy. And all of a sudden I see this naked woman in a golf cart. The last thing I'm thinking about is shooting a bunch of people. I'm no, like, yeah. I can't all of this. a sudden. Whoa. It's all wow. boobies. It's just boobies. It, it's all your boobies. Brain. And the blood flow went from his brain right to his dick. In this case, that actually helps because his brain was obviously like, kill the cops, kill the cops. But then Maybe. his dick was like, look at mm. that beautiful woman on a golf court. Maybe this speaks to maybe this speaks to the defund the police movement, right? Defund the cops, right? Where what we do is we just take some of the big, like all of their, we take away some of their military gear, and we need to have five topless and bottomless officers that are a part of this diffusal diffusion 
group that can go out there. So you got you got tits out for the people who like tits. You got some and you got a dick out, out officer. Sure. Yeah, we got dicks out for people who like penises, so that you can go out there and then they can go to you certain know, like situations and they can diffuse it just by going like, "Hey, why don't you take a look at my breasts and think absolutely. about whether or not you want to rob this bank?" You know, that's a great idea. We talk about how to end standoffs. Some officers do it better than others. You know, if you want to also, if you want to end a standoff, bring some stools. Bring some stools, sit down, (laughs) sit off. And that's just kind of fun. That's a great point, Henry. But it would be kind of fun. You could put on a musical performance. You can do anything. Um, More singing telegrams in the police. Absolutely. But don't shoot them like that movie Clue. Because uh, that's not that's nice a curb. That's a that's a fer- that's a felony. That's even a felony. if you hate them, even if you hate singing telegrams, if you murder them, you will go to jail. Man, I'll tell you, man, we don't even think about singing telegrams enough anymore. We're, whatever happened to that profession? I want to bring the selling COVID. Uh, singing telegram back, but I didn't COVID even hear did about it. it before COVID. I knew some people who did singing telegrams pre COVID, really? and I tell you what, man, it's a rough scene. It's <laughs> not. Uh, Wait, it's hard out there. Is it to be a okay, singing telegram a person? If you're I'm a singing ignorant. telegram person that is listening, please confirm this. Side is stories, it, LPOTL at gmail.com. Is it? Okay, hold on a second. Is it? It's a, a hard life. Is it? Do they? Okay. Are they? Do? Are they supposed to go over there and actually sing? Or is it like yes. air quote singing telegram? And the next thing no, you know. No, that's a stripper. A, no, but, but I'm saying in order to get, sometimes you have to have fun code words if you're in a place like south carolina be like singing telegram but then like also the whole series oh, of like things they're happen. calling abortions crystals in texas like that idea like doing that type of thing <laughs> we're saying like do you need help getting some crystals yes uh you know what i feel like that that is such an, an intrinsic like b- such a b- law to break within the world of singing telegrams mm-hmm. if you lie about it and i feel like people would be really upset if you if they were expecting a selling singing telegram and then they just got some guy he just like has brought a basket of ham or you mean like while i do appreciate you bringing a basket of ham i do want well, the singing telegram part to be administered but what i will say about singing singing telegrams is is that a lot of times people buy singing telegrams as like a gag gift for somebody else but i'll right. tell you what you know what happens is is that the you are purchasing a gag gift then that has a mind Right. That yeah. is a that is a human. It's a human arriving. So you think it's really fun and it's this like funny thing to do. But then you as a human being that is not a robot arrive to deliver this singing telegram that you have been paid to do to people that maybe don't want it. And they it just actually, laugh at you. They or they either laugh at you, they physically attack you uh-huh. because they don't want you there because maybe you surprise the fuck out of them. I remember I was on the set of Wolf of Wall Street and the a singing telegram was sent uh for Martin Scorsese's birthday. Okay. And the person came and they had to sing the song. For Just Scorsese. one song or multiple songs? It was during lunch. It was okay. the several songs. And, the and thing what were was, some of the songs, Henry? I don't, I couldn't, I don't remember. Because okay. we were all watching because it was so like, it was so unexpected. And it was really funny. But the problem was, is that like, and he, Scorsese did good, right? Like he went like, okay, you know, like he did a clap and stuff. But then it was hard because then the, the person had to be driven away. Like they had to like then scoop this person away. Because right. then it's also, oh, now you're too close. Now you're too close to Martin Scorsese. And then the, meanwhile, this person's like, you hired me. I'm here. I'm a person. I watched them get brought in as if they were like a towel rack and then right. removed as if they were a streaker at the World I'm Series. I'm starting to think this entertainment industry is cold, cold, what? cold. I what? don't know why. No, it's intense. I'm um, not sure why. But hear, hear me out on this, Henry. 
a singing mm. ta- telegram company. Everyone dresses like pigs, and it's called Singing Teleham. We, it's the we singing just made Teleham. We really and, now, and they have to sing, but they do Kissel. have to sing yes. pig themed songs, and I, I do it. need to hear some oinks in there. Total Eclipse of the Oink. Um, <laughs> parodies. I want pig based song parodies. Um, uh, two out of three ain't pig. That's a part of that. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making these up, so I don't know. We haven't got, but we the, haven't really put been, our brains to it yet. But I think singing Teleham, the company, I think it could Ooh, be really big. We've been trying to find yeah. a way to invest our money. Maybe pour some gravy on me. If you think about pour some sugar on me, pour some gravy on me. There's a whole lot of stuff we could do. How about this, Kissel? Instead of us investing our money first, what if we take Marcus's money and see how it does first? Um. Well, uh, you know what? Let's. It's small D democracy here at LPN. So two it's out of two three. against three. Two, out, two of three against, two out of three singing Teleham. But you wait until it becomes a multi-billion dollar industry. Then he'll then, see. Then, then he'll see. He's going to cut us out of it. And then there's going to be lawsuits. And then oh, we're yeah, gonna that's end up right. He's going to. F- Whoa, that's yeah. right. He could and then do we have that. To hire, Fuck Marcus, man. Fuck have, this shit. He's going to betray us. We came up with singing Teleham. No, technically, you, uh, you have just created this entire narrative in your own head. But at some point. Our most famous singing Teleham will have to <laughs> appear in court. And uh, maybe the only name will be like Chris T. Bacon or something like that. I no, don't I know. Mean, no, I, please, but, please. That's incredible. It's so, that's kind of sexy. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted, speaking of show business, you got to be really careful out there if you're an orb because there's somebody out there shooting you. I want you to watch a documentary oh. that is called Capturing the Light. Okay. By a, about a woman named Dorothy Izat. I-Z-A-T-T who has accumulated over 30,000 feet of eight millimeter footage of 16 millimeter footage of UFOs. Wow. And it is, how'd she get that? It is compelling. It is very, very interesting. This documentary is, it's one of those, it's not like Billy Meyer because Billy Meyer obviously made up all of the footage. Like all of his shit was absolutely right, totally, totally right. fake. And the other guy that ended up being a child molester, I forget what was the name of his, I think his, his documentary was called unacknowledged. This is a very uh-huh. simple grandmother that films these things because she has this weird connection to these ufos and i tell you what this shit's fucking wiggity man i don't know what the hell is going on out there but these people these orbs are visiting dorothy eyes at and she's watching them all the time and she keeps saying i don't want money i just want someone to believe the messages of these aliens and the messages of the aliens they're they're speaking with her telepathically and they're saying we better watch our shit because we are on our on a path to destruction my friend oh my goodness all right well thank you aliens for telling us that in no way is that scary okay um yes and there are there are so many, I'm sure everyone already looks at it, but so many different orb sightings and weird sightings. I like to, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of these ring camps, but they do pick up a lot of stuff now, don't did they? Did you see, did you see that? Yes. I, that I, fucking sent, you, I sent you that yes. article, yeah. That article was also very interesting, it's the weird. object caught on a fucking ring video, because again, these are not, they're, they can't be like... I guess they could be manipulated, but it's very difficult. If you look at the footage, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, that, I just, I love the time period we're in. That video was found on a ring cam in Anson County. And uh, this is a quote from Therese McNair, who noticed something strange coming from the sky. She says, my sister wanted me to see what was coming from the sky. However, never noticed the events afterwards regarding the, regarding the neighbor's roof. And what transformed at the end of the hedges. I happened to notice it because I continued to look at the video. We're still in awe and I don't know what to make of it. However, 
it is something, which is as close as you get when it comes to uh, seeing a UFO. Be like, it's something. It's something. Don't like it's something. But also, I was watching an interesting video about ball lightning, right? And that's mm. not just my ball roller derby lightning. name. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it is this really, obviously, nobody really, I guess what really shocked me is that nobody really knows what it is. And there's very little legit footage of ball lightning. But what I did learn is that it's a part of what is the quote unquote UAP, the unidentified aerial phenomena that the government has been researching alongside ATIP, right? So things mm-hmm. like ATIP, they do research stuff like this, which is this concept of this kind of free-floating plasma because they don't still don't know what ball lightning is. And one theory that is apparently a legit theory is that it is a sign of interdimensionality and that what we're seeing is, is something like, you know how like if you walk in front of a projector, you create a shadow? Uh-huh. It's like that, but it's something how it's creating a shadow walking between dimensions. Isn't that fascinating, Kissel? Don't you fucking love it, you piece of fucking shit? I love it indeed. Yeah, they say that what they saw looked faster than a shooting star. Maybe it hit the ground, but they heard a, they, it was like a whoosh, and they could barely see it with the naked eye. Anywho, all right, so the truth is out there somewhere. We just have to figure out what is going on. What is going on? Well, let's get to uh, something that we know for a fact. That's Hero of the Week. Okay, this is a twofer week because I got my middle man and I got my wrestling man. It's the time for real American heroes. Al Snow, give me head. That's what he oh, used yeah. to say. Oh, yeah. He used to come out with the fake stuff to air with the uh, with the mannequin head, and Al Snow was amazing. So, anywho, he's got a good old dad bod, and he was swimming to show it off. And a boy got stuck in a riptide in Destin Beach, Florida. And those are no joke. I would not be here right now if I was not as big as I am. Because the first time I was in Florida at like 3 a.m., I took off all my clothes, ran into the ocean, and I got hit with a wave. And I was like, oh, the ocean's really strong. And it literally, <laughs> if I was if I was your size, Henry, I'm just gone leaving a pile of clothes Dude, right there on the beach. I'm scared of the Atlantic Ocean. It's, yes, it is very powerful. So El Snow, he saw this kid. He's like, no, not on my watch, sir. And he grabbed the boy, and this is what he had to say. He says, I think the riptide caught him because every time a wave came in, it would start to pull him further and further out. I could see him starting to panic, and I heard the mom screaming, somebody help him. The lifeguard had gotten up, but I knew she wasn't going to make it in time, and I was still pretty far away, but I started running through the water trying to get over there. I made it, thank God, and caught him by the arm just as a wave started to pull him out even further. If I hadn't grabbed him, Jeez. I think he would have gone out to sea. And that would have been it. So thank you, Al Snow, for saying, look at that child. And you can almost see the scene. Like, look at that child. child. But I mean, not it's a great day for the lifeguard. But. It's very difficult to see if someone's drowning because they don't yeah. make a lot of noise. It's silent. I remember that from videos. I don't know what. I don't know how I learned that. Well, next thing you know, all of a sudden you're going into the water. You're pulling every single person out. They're kicking and screaming. Oh, yeah. If I'm beach, drowning, like, everybody. you all drowning. But if no, three I guess people not. are drowning with me. If, the, if you're near me, you're drowning with me because I will flail and scream and grab yeah, I believe that. All right, and the second hero of the week, I don't Ooh, know. Ooh, we much, got two. I don't know much about this band, but maybe Henry, have you heard of this band, Greyhawk? No. Okay, so the basis yep, yep. for well, Greyhawk. I mean, well, that's good though, because yeah, now so we, we'll get the bump. <laughs> <laughs> this is now it's time they're gonna hit the fucking well, stratosphere. Uh, because douchebags exist, there was a shooting at this uh, at this venue the guy's name was darren wall who stopped the shooting before it even began during a show at a place called the the shredder in boise idaho 
Wall said in an interview that he had saw a uh, a would-be shooter, Ethan Berg, begin making finger gun motions and pretending to shoot people in the crowd. So he well, Wall said, I don't know if anyone else saw it. I got a weird feeling right away. Sometimes you confront really wasted people. Yes, you do. Or really yep. drunk, and they're really angry, and they're shouting, and they're belligerent. This guy was really cold. Uh, that's what I would say. He goes on to say, I saw him reach behind his back and grab the gun, and that's when I moved in. No other options went through my head. The gun was in the pocket of his pants, and he shot me through his pants and got me in the upper thigh. So this guy actually took a bullet for his crowd. What have you done for our audience, Mr. Zabrowski? Yeah, I, nothing. I've done nothing. All I want to do is I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you, man. Uh-huh. So Darren Wall, the bassist for the band Greyhawk. Uh, great job, buddy. That sucks. And that's freaking good a work. nightmare. Stop ruining live events for everyone and keep your anger. I don't know. Go to therapy. Figure it out, buddy. Yeah, killing man. a bunch of people at a Greyhawk concert, it ain't going to make you happy. You're no, ruining it's, your it, own it, life. You, you're just garbage. You're just to be, just fucking think about what you're doing because well, you are, you, you like, get a friend, get a life. I mean, I think about what damn near ruined the mind of the lead singer of the Eagles of death metal, that that terror attack in France was so, I mean, the, if you read the descriptions of what would happen there, holy yes. hell. So, stop doing that but thank you so Please. much for the heroes of the week mr wall and mr snow great work good work all right it's time for some listener emails nice. we got a good we got a good missive from because we gave a solid shout out to plumbers and i want to read this email from a plumber all right i love a good plumber i was in the navy for a few years and i immediately became accustomed to the quote-unquote shit lasagna being a plumber on the ship, thankfully I was an electrician and didn't have to deal with this atrocity. When this happens, I don't want to know what goes on. When the main <laughs> toilet systems, or VCHT is what the system is called, vacuum, collection, holding, and transfer, okay. get shut down for maintenance, the toilets don't work, and we're told not to use them. But that doesn't stop anyone from doing it. Oh my gosh, we don't you do want to stop. If it if the toilet says closed for Dookie, you gotta it's close hard, it up. It's hard, man, because it, you're like, not my fucking job, bro. But then turns out, what you do is create a shit lasagna. All right. We don't have typical toilets on board. Instead, we have a vacuum system that literally sucks your shit down a tube. Normally, there is water in the toilets, but when work is being done, the water is drained. During this time of maintenance, a shit lasagna is made. This is when no one listens and takes a shit in an empty toilet bowl and can't flush it. Oh, God. The next person comes in, lays toilet paper on top of the previous shit, shits on top of that. What? And so on and so forth until the shit mountain rises out of the bowl. <laughs> Rinse and repeat okay. for the three Hold. or four other toilets in the bathroom. All right. But at some point, uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Thank you for your service. Thank you for sure. your service. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but what's worse is that when the system comes back online and the water is reintroduced, so there's little room for that water, so it overflows onto the floor and gives it, it has all of this fucking airflow, and so if we, oh. it creates an air bubble, and then when it's flushed, it shoots shit to the ceiling. <laughs> so it's fun, man. It's hard out there. It's hard in war. I actually was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a great career. If you're a janitor, you don't have to go and fight, but then I'm like, that is the war, isn't it? Like the PTSD of the war that somebody who had to be on shit duty during any any amount of the massive amounts of wars the U.S. have had. That's the person I want to talk to. I know D-Day oh, yes. was really rough. But what about the guy who had to clean up all of that oh shit? Oh, my God. Think about the Nazis that have to shit with all the kraut. 
And all yeah. the fucking sausage, those guys. Ugh. And the Whoa. meth. And they got Whoa. that liquid meth craps coming through as well. Oh, here we go. I have an interesting tidbit of London lore that I'm sure Henry will find amusing. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll take, I'll just, I'll turn whoa, my ears right off then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. During the late 17th century, there were two serial spankers in London. The first whipping Tom was in London. These attacks happened in 1681. They happened in between Fleet Street, Strand, and Holborn. Altogether, these make a relatively large area ranging from the city of London, Westminster, and central London, respectively. Hmm. Mm. There's two accounts of his methodology. The first is that he would approach an unaccompanied woman and bend her over his knee, spanking her with a cane, then running off into the night. Wait. Oh, all right. The second is much more sensational and absurd. He would seek out a lone woman, but he would go the extra mile to lift up her dress and spank her while yelling, Spank ho! Spank ho! It's only because it's in a British accent that it makes it mildly charming because all of this is horrible. A two-cheek, rip, rip, I smack from the bottom. He would flee from the scene and vanish with speed and a finesse that was almost supernatural. Didn't it take time for him to bend all these people over? Didn't someone be like, hey, what's going on over there? It doesn't, it's... I think at first as a woman, maybe at the time period, you're used to maybe getting lifted up and maybe put in a cart or something. So you're like, oh, you said the... Oh, you said 1600s, didn't you? 1681, yeah. All right, all right. All right. There was vast public outcry as the police were very ineffective at patrolling the streets or apprehending the spanker. I suppose the silver lining is that the nature of these attacks wasn't lethal, but sadly little has changed with regards to the police proactivity. Because of this, many vigilantes picked up the slack, going out armed with various blunt objects and dressed in their wives' clothing, which is incredible. <laughs> I, we gotta do this as a movie. Us, us looking for a serial spanker dresses women. Sadly, this is where the details begin to dry up as there's no surviving information about how the, the spankers were found. The only one that could possibly get spanked out of all uh, three of us is Marcus. He's the only one with a, with a big old Juicy tushy. bottom. Yeah, yeah a juicy bottom. Juicy, just, but that doesn't mean buttocks. he's begging to be spanked, Marcus. No, it does not. Nor does it mean if anyone with a juicy buttocks, technically, they, they like it to be left alone. Oh, yes. Um, technically. Sometimes, though. Even I'm a small butt. I could use a little touch. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Very, very. I'm, I'm sorry. I did Thank this. you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Now, there's no record of how they were captured, right? Because it's hard. They, they don't really know. Is they it? feel like that may be the reason why that it might have been even two separate people, which is why the mo's were so dip, were so separate, right? It um, seems fairly similar. So, an anonymously written book, wonderfully titled "Whipping Tom," brought to life and exposed to view was written and recounted these attacks. It might provide some form of closure for listeners who have found themselves invested, though it might be a good wild goose chase, finding somewhere to read it. <laughs> Just go away. Remember, when you are down in London town, sometimes you get spanked. Oh, my goodness. All right. Sometimes All right, and I got one more. kicked in the head. Yeah, sometimes they do get kicked in the head. So I've been sitting on this for a month to see if I could come up with a rational explanation, but no dice. Hmm. It's still creepy to me. After a late night tryst with my partner, I laid in bed wide awake trying to shake off the post-nut clarity and get back to sleep. Fantastic. Normally I just go to sleep, but it's fine. As I was laying there, I felt as I was being watched. So I opened my eyes and looked out of our bedroom door and could see two, lo- two lanky shadow forms standing in the doorway. They were, they're very tall, Probably close to seven foot, 
and slightly there was one that was slightly tall closer to seven foot and one that was slightly shorter one that was right behind with extra long and thin limbs at first i wrote it off as weird just a weird shadow but soon i realized i could see all the normal shadows i was used to behind them so i sat up in bed and grabbed my glasses off the bedside table fully expecting them to melt away but instead they just came even more sharply into focus at this point my heart was beating in my chest as i just watched them watching me they were physically shapes, more like, they weren't physical shapes, more like texts in a play in their black bodysuits, just really just pitch black shadows huh. against the dark, or maybe maybe even more appropriately, like people standing behind a movie screen, like I said before, interesting. Like, Except, you know, you know what it reminds me of as well, Mr. Zabrowski? Kim Kardashian from the Met Gala. Nice. Whoa. Got her. Yeah. Taking her down a peg. I don't think that's possible. Um... At this point, they started moving into my room in two distinct shapes. Now, we have a very cramped room where I have damn near turned sideways to move easily, but they seemed to glide across with ease and a steady pace. They quickly made it to my side of the bed and got close enough that I could touch them, which is exactly what I do very quickly. I snatch at its arm, but I got nothing but air. At this point, the hairs in the back of my neck were standing up harder than Holden at a mother and son dance. So I fell back on old instinct and did what I always do in tense situations and cracked a dumb joke i said hey y'all mind i'm trying to get some sleep here now in the wildest part of the whole encounter the they obliged and started to leave the room and i watched them back out of the room same way that they came in without ever turning their backs to me and then and when they crossed the threshold of my room they disappeared and the intense unease i was feeling almost immediately lifted after about 10 minutes or so after my heartbeat returned to normal i was finally able to return to sleep I was in full control of my body and wide awake the entire time. And this hasn't happened before or since. Okay. So anybody's guess is what it is, please have at it. All right. Let us know what you think. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for the wonderful emails. Also, I do want to make a public apology. I know we don't do that very often here. I uh, was unable to make the stream this past week. Uh, yes. Of course, thanks for all giving to our Patreon. I was having a bit of fun myself. I didn't realize that Holden was going to drink breast milk. You so for man, anyone, I don't for even know who how saw to. That, I, I, I don't. People seem to enjoy it. So uh, the thing that's about all him happens. drinking it too was that yeah. he had it out, and you know he, you know, we Elowin was brought on camera. It was nice. I don't even know how Lexi allowed this to happen. Yeah, but the thing was is that I, I don't know how to really describe it. <laughs> Because it, like, I think that you saw it on the, if you saw it on the stream, I you think it was a bit. I saw some that people had taken and but looked, like, uh, like he was quite uh, quite pleased. But the thing was, I know this man. Yeah. I know Colton for almost 20 years. Yep. The look of pleasure that came across his face when he drank it made my blood go cold. Like mm, he, yeah. he will, like he drank it and he was like. That's the most delicious thing I've ever had. And then he kept going back, like trying to get the very last droplets into his mouth. And I'm like, I just feel like we crossed a stream for him. Like we crossed yeah. a line that was never supposed to be crossed. And now right. I feel like Elowen's going to starve to death. Yeah, because because your father is drinking. Drinking all the milk. All the breast milk. But now the, the, key, yeah. the key really is to get it straight from the tap. Yeah. Well, the key is to feed your daughter. Uh, most of it but anyway so there you go thanks to everyone who supported the stream and thanks everyone obviously for giving to our patreon did not know that breast milk was going to be involved but you know what you never know what's going to happen and it does it's very sweet i've had a taste of a teat 
Kissel. Uh, that, uh, that had the uh, milk and all that stuff happening. Yeah, it's child, good. So. Kissel also, did you know? Yeah, Bob Dole just straight up said, I'm sorry that we lost Norm MacDonald. Like he just put out a, a comment saying, I was always fun to play and laugh with Norm MacDonald. Why is Bob Dole having oh, a, God. I don't want anyone to die. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't no, make any human sense that Norm sense. dies before. Bob Dole, Bob is, I is I, it doesn't make sense. And that's why, again, Bob Dole has only one working hand and one working eye and he five survived brain cells. He survived an entire war. And, oh, uh, my God. All Norm did was make people laugh. And he, he deserves to be here. The world would be oh. a better place if he was. Guys, anyway. uh, well, what a fun, what a fun to, way to end this. We are, uh, we're going back on tour yes. next week. We got dates. We got OKC, I believe. We got Sacktown. We got Salt Lake City. We got a couple of tickets left in these, all these locations. Mm-hmm. Go out there. Purchase these tickets. Come on out there. We're just trying to make you laugh. We'll make you laugh. All just right, trying to make we'll... you laugh. Or to pre-order our, pre-order our comic book for Soul October plumbers. 5th. Soul Plumbers. on Dude. DC. Um, I've had several people ask me, how do you get it overseas? And I'm trying to find out a better answer for it but right now they're saying one answer is sign up for the dc online subscription service that they have that you can do I'm it sure but i'm to gonna try to find something yeah we'll, we'll have to figure, figure that, that out. out yeah it is so funny like even with like merch and stuff it's like we live in this global economy and everyone's like i can't get it it's like, anyway anyway um yes and soul plumbers uh Marcus and henry have written a fantastic tale that you guys will love and the animation is so freaking cool john mccray is very talented john mccray is awesome yep um, so thanks thanks for supporting everything we do here on the seriously. last podcast network uh and i want to also thank special shout out to everyone who gave to the last prisoner project i want to thank yes. ed larson from brighter side for putting on the whole thing um the, the and, and fernando and travis morningstar uh, for working so hard to make sure that we could do that twitch stream uh, the uh, the great mugshot roast uh, benefiting the Last Prisoner Project. I think we made over seven grand. Yeah, um, seven seventy five hundred dollars, man. It was you know? really really great, and it just goes for it. So let's get these people out of jail. And I just it's nice to see Eddie using his evil for the power of good. Absolutely, absolutely. Send some, so and send love, send some love to Eddie as well. Absolutely, it's a tough time out there. Some, um, some for for everyone. And here's a genuine because today's been so sad. There was such sad shit today. A, de- a genuine live, laugh, love while you can. Wow. Right, you got to triple L while you can. Yes, because you do. we only got one way around. We only got one time <sighs> on this fucking planet Earth before we take a dirt nap or we go to some fucking dimension. But whatever, wherever we go, whatever. we ain't here no Either more. Way in here. Yep, that's all that it matters. It ain't here. So you just fucking get out there, man. Live your life. Buy something fun this weekend. Do something fun. Do Text somebody you haven't fun. texted in a long time. Do that type of shit. This is like I know that people are also concerned because we got we've got all the pandemic shit. What's going on? Double mask if you got to. Go out there, live your life. Get off the fucking internet. Say hello to somebody. Do do something for yourself and for your family and 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 experience being alive while you can. Yes, I do think you forgot laughter in there, but that is just no. Fun. Never laugh. Life Never, is no laughter. So no, hang out with old not friends. Not until you come to our live rule. show. Do not laugh until you come to our live show. Mm-hmm. Because oh, that's right. where it is. You have to buy a ticket to no the live show laugh. in order to you laugh. To practice your laughs before you come to the live ah! show. Because- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Hail me. Hail me. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.